0: I don't think 10 years ago, you and I could have both said, man, LinkedIn is gonna grow to become, you know, one of the best organic reach, you know, platforms for B2B companies. Like we both probably would have laughed and joked and be like, no, Facebook's gonna dominate. And and then all of a sudden, like there's a shift in this LinkedIn and and, and in this world that people are like, you know, this LinkedIn stuff actually works. Welcome to Pipelineology, The business-to-business podcast for agencies, consultants, coaches, and businesses looking to build a pipeline of hot prospects ready to buy their products and services. Never wonder where your next client is coming from. To learn more about our strategies, services, and for resources on building your sales pipeline, visit Pipelineology.com. Now, on to the show.
1: Hey everybody! This is Gary Ruplinger. I am joined by Javier Lozano Jr., the number one best-selling author, podcaster, B two B marketing and sales leader, and world champ athlete. Javier, welcome. Thanks for the sh-
0: um, thanks for inviting me, Gary. Really appreciate this. this. is a great opportunity to talk shop. I love doing this kind of stuff.
1: Now I'm I'm looking forward to this one as well as this is a, a topic where I will be l- learning right along with our listeners uh, as we're going to be talking about LinkedIn Stories, kind of a new feature on the platform. But uh, before we kind of jump into that, for people who aren't familiar with you, can you kind of give a little bit of your background?
0: Yeah, definitely. So I've been doing marketing for, gosh, I'd say 15, 17 years. I I actually started my own business back in 2008. Uh, I opened my business in 2008, uh, March 2008, and then the doors officially opened in September 2008, uh, or sorry, August. And as you probably know, the recession was official in September. So I had to deal with a great recession I had to actually sign a five-year personal, five-year lease, personal guarantee. Would have owed over 300k, and I had two choices: either close shop, or essentially get really, really strategic and good at creating sales systems, marketing systems that were duplicatable, and generating me the right kind of leads to actually survive. And then about a decade or so later, I ended up selling the business um, for multi-six figures and started getting into consulting. Um, then I kind of wanted to dab into the B2B space and prove that. My marketing methods uh, worked in the B2B space because a lot of people were like, well, that works in B2C, but it won't work in this space. And the last I checked, when you're selling and you're marketing to people, you're selling and marketing to a human. You're not selling and marketing to like enterprise Javier. You know, like it doesn't work that way. And so I used, you know, some time working at a um, commercial HVC refrigeration company to, I'm not going to say refine my skill, but to prove my point that. Marketing, if done correctly, strategically with a good overarching, you know, approach will grow your business and to the point where we were bringing in leads from like Fortune 1000 companies organically, like I wasn't paying for these leads. A lot of companies would actually kill for that kind of stuff.
1: Well, that is awesome. So how, how did you kind of get or pick uh, LinkedIn as a platform? Or how'd you kind of get into that?
0: Yeah. So when I took this job at CI Mechanical last year, uh, February of 2019, I basically you know looked at it as like, all right, this is an HVC in company. We're only going after commercial type businesses. So like think retail stores, think um, um, office uh, property places, uh, think of restaurants, that sort of stuff. We're only going after commercial like facility managers is what we were like our ideal um, customer was. And I'm like, all right, these people probably are on Facebook, but I can't find them. It's gonna be almost impossible. LinkedIn became the source for me, I started kind of diving into LinkedIn and started getting into LinkedIn groups, and kind of started seeing what was out there. I was like, all right, so this is, you know, some of the major industries, these are the groups that they're kind of in. And then I started essentially connecting with people within that industry, people that were going after my ideal customer, not necessarily in the same business, but we're all going after the same customer, or actual facility managers, property managers, those sort of people. And I just started organically connecting with these people. I wasn't pitching them. I wasn't saying, Hey, you know, do you need to buy HVAC services? It was nothing like that. It was like, Hey, just want to connect, expand my network. We're both in the same group. Um, Or I see that you're going to the trade show next month, looking forward to possibly meeting you. It's very organic. Uh, And then I started using platform or software to kind of help me increase my reach uh, to, to allow me to do that. But what happened is that LinkedIn gave me an opportunity to start seeing the industry. Cause what I tell people is that I've never sold HVAC refrigeration in my life. I've never marketed it, but I'm good at sales and marketing. I understand that stuff. And so all I needed to do was understand the language, understand like what was important to these people and then making sure I can find a solution to their problems. And once I kind of figured that part out, LinkedIn became an easy platform to me to kind of start growing my audience.
1: Well, that's awesome. See, so do you, find that for for your needs, then you, you're primarily doing your marketing for your work all on LinkedIn? Or do you use any other platforms?
0: At this moment, right now, all on LinkedIn, you know, so I basically a couple years ago, I started a consulting firm called Boulder Media Solutions, which is my, uh, my marketing company, we essentially are kind of like a a fractional CMO, if you will, or fractional marketing agency. So instead of someone having a higher Uh, an actual, you know, marketing person for their department and all that overhead, you pay a fraction of that. And so I kind of started toying around with seeing how, you know, LinkedIn worked with with this aspect of it. And I started kind of just, you know, after, you know, I'll be honest here, I got laid off in June, July, because of COVID, um, for my previous job, nothing that I did wrong. And so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go after this stuff, I'm going to go after uh, LinkedIn and start kind of cornering the markets. Uh, And using my marketing knowledge and going after this this B2B space, going after facility services, companies, uh, and those sort of stuff. And so it's actually helped me quite a bit because I created a reputation in this industry because there's no market leader right now. And essentially, that's kind of what my goal is, to create that market leader and teach people how to properly market. Because if you're familiar with blue-collar type businesses... Their marketing strategies are horrible and I'm not knocking them, you know, they just don't know. I mean, they're really good at plumbing. They're really good at HVAC, but they're not really marketers and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with not being good at what, you know, at everything. You just got to say, you know what? We need help in this. We should probably hire a professional. And so that's kind of what I've been doing is putting a lot of organic content, sharing information, sharing my backstory, all that stuff. So people see that I'm not just some kid, new kid on the block that's never done this before.
1: Well, that's very cool. So, as someone who's using LinkedIn a lot, then I think this kind of leads into kind of the big topic we wanted to talk about today was the new feature on the platform called LinkedIn Stories. Yep. I guess for for those who are as it's still kind of rolling out and on across the platform, what what are LinkedIn Stories? I guess we'll kind of start with the very very basics.
0: Yeah. So, most people are probably familiar with Instagram and Facebook. Um, Snapchat essentially created the first story, if you will, on on social media. And essentially, it's a 24-hour clip. All right. It's only available for 24 hours. And then it just deletes itself. It's gone. And so, Essentially, Instagram kind of modeled that same thing and created their own stories version. And then Facebook obviously did the same thing as well, too. As most people know, Facebook and Instagram, they're essentially one and the same. And it only made sense for LinkedIn to kind of follow that same kind of shift on allowing their their users to create stories, which is a short 24-hour, only available for 24-hour clip that is less than one minute. Um, that you basically share something. It's maybe a tip. It's maybe, you know, you're documenting your day or some challenges that you're going through or something. But you're you're essentially kind of sharing what's going on in your professional life. As opposed to like me sharing my workout, what I did today on Instagram, on LinkedIn, I would probably share about, you know, this is one marketing strategy that's helped me grow my business. Or this is a really cool tip that I learned from, you know, John or something. So the idea is that you're, you're just using it to document. And I know some people have said this before, but they're like, Oh, I can't believe LinkedIn is copying Instagram and Facebook and all this stuff. And, you know, honestly, that's the way the market's shifting and people are demanding that. So guess what? If people want it, you need to give it to them. It's just the easiest answer.
1: Okay. So it's, is it just any type of, is it Images? Is it, um, is it video? Is it a combination kind of like it can be on the other platforms, or what what are, what are they kind of format do they look for there?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of both. So I personally like to do videos, um, just because that's kind of my personality. I like to be. I love doing podcast interviews. I love you know getting in front of a camera. Like for instance, I just got access to um, to uh, LinkedIn Live, so I do those as well too. But what I'm getting to is that you can do a combination of both. And so you can do videos, you can do pictures, you can add text to where it says like what you're doing, or you can propose a question, or you can say, you know, what's your favorite, whatever. So you can really start creating engagement with your audience. And and what I recommend to people, and this is me as well too, is, is that you test it. You see what works because what works for me on LinkedIn stories may not work for you or may not work for the other person because their audience isn't used to seeing them on video or maybe their, their platform or their, or, or their network isn't really into video. So they're more into images. So it's all about a trial and error and figuring it out. But what I tell people is, is, is use a little bit of both and see what happens. And then when you start getting a little traffic in one, then start kind of like, you know, using that over and over again. So leverage both of them as far as video and images Again, for me, I typically only do videos that doesn't mean I shouldn't be doing images. I probably should, now that we're talking about this, I should probably do more <laughs> images as well too.
1: <laughs> cool. so I guess what what kind of results are you seeing or if somebody's kind of new to this what what should they kind of expect in terms of stories compared to maybe something they just post on their feed?
0: Yeah, so the challenge is is, is that it depends on how large your network is. So my network is about, 4,500 contacts right now. Right. And not everyone in my network actually has LinkedIn stories. And if no one has LinkedIn stories, I, I, from my understanding, I could be completely wrong here is that if you don't have it, I don't know if you can see other people's stories. You might, you might not, like you said, you don't have LinkedIn stories in your account. Um, but can you see other people's stories or no?
1: I I can't, I don't see them. I don't see them at all, at least not on desktop.
0: Okay, so and and so I'll, I don't know if you can see this, but you can kind of see, you know, that's what my stories looks like. And essentially, okay. you know, as I kind of scroll over, I probably have a handful. I don't know, maybe thirty or forty people that that I can see so far that have LinkedIn stories. And so out of a network of four thousand five hundred contacts, thirty or forty people. That's what less than one percent. You know, it's a it's a pretty small you know it's a, it's a pretty small network. And so your reach is going to be very limited. I mean, I've seen views of anywhere five to 10, maybe 15 views. And that's okay for me because I'm not doing it for, you know, for John. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it because I need to get my message out there. I need to clarify my message. I need to make sure I feel confident in what I'm talking about. And I need to put myself as an authority. Eventually, it's going to start growing as more people get more access to LinkedIn stories. So you know, is it giving me leads? No, um, it's it's still giving me um, you know another area on getting my message out, which is important because some people like to take it you know through a little quick little sixty second clips of something, others want to scroll through their newsfeed, and so right now news feeds are still better, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be using LinkedIn stories because this basically says that LinkedIn is committed to pushing. This, but they're doing it in a slow format. They don't want it to be destroyed, um, like Instagram and and Facebook, where it's overwhelming and kind of pushing the platform a certain way.
1: That's interesting. So, have you found that um, that it's still uh, effective right now to be kind of investing the time into it?
0: You know, I would say that's still up in the air. Um, It's just like any new any new you know social media platform you know, what's the latest one right now? Twitch and TikTok, right? Those are some of the big ones. Like, first of all, my audience doesn't hang out there. But does it mean that you should never invest time into that? It just depends, I guess. Um, Does it mean that I shouldn't invest time on LinkedIn stories? I don't think so. Because I believe LinkedIn would not deploy a new feature and roll it out slowly if they weren't committed to it. And so like everything, you just got to Try and there's like I don't think ten years ago you and I could have both said, man, LinkedIn is going to grow to become you know one of the best organic reach you know platforms for B two B companies. Like we both probably would have laughed and joked and be like, no, Facebook's going to dominate. <laughs> and and then all of a sudden, like there's a shift in this LinkedIn and and in this in this world that people are like, you know, this LinkedIn stuff actually works. So the beauty about it is is that you can basically do 60 second clips. Like it will wait if you did five videos or five clips a day, that's what five minutes. Like I'm pretty sure most people can create five minutes worth of content to talk about something. It won't destroy their day. And it's just another angle of who you are. And that's the thing that I love about the stories is that it shows the actual entrepreneur or shows the CEO, or it shows the person like you're there with them. And all of a sudden, like, there's flesh to that person because we just see them through a digital device, that's it. But then now we're like, oh wow, this is what they're working on. They struggle through my same struggles. And all of a sudden there's like some sort of relation and you're, and you're creating this relationship with that person. So I think it's worth it. Um, I mean, the results aren't huge for me, but would they be bigger for other bigger audiences? Yeah, if, I mean, if you have 30,000 connections on LinkedIn, you probably have a larger reach on your stories, but that's a given.
1: So, if we take stories versus the the feed itself, what mm-hmm. the, you said kind of the content that you're putting in there is more little snippets of your your day, kind of what you're working on versus more perhaps what would be kind of more insightful types of posts that you would expect to see in the feed is am I am I kind of on the right track there?
0: Correct. You know, so so basically I use stories more as a documentary. Is it's more of like or I propose a question. Or I say like, for instance, I did a story right before this interview. I said, hey, I'm gonna be interviewed on a podcast um, and it's called Pipelineology, et cetera. And love to have you guys check it out whenever it's available. So I I did it to do a quick little announcement. Um, The idea is is that I, I use it more of like proposing questions or what I might also do is I might make a post on my LinkedIn feed about something, whatever. Um, let's say it's about, you know, you know my, my number one social media hack or something like that. Then I'll go to stories and just say, hey, you know, check out my, my, um, my newsfeed. I talk about this really awesome hack that helped me grow my business at X. You no, know, I'm not saying I do those kind of things, but I'm just using it as an example. So I use stories to kind of support what I'm putting into my newsfeed. And so if someone's kind of scrolling in and, and kind of checking it out, like, all right, let's see what this Javier guy's talking about. And so they'll go into my profile, they'll go into, you know, actually dig into the feed, and they're like, oh, interesting. This is a pretty cool thing. They might comment, they might, you know, share it, something like that. So I'm using it kind of in conjunction with each other. Um, but I mean, ultimately it, it's, it's, I think at the moment, cause it's only been around for like, what, six weeks, eight weeks, maybe. You know, like I think the major influencers are on LinkedIn got it immediately. So like all the people that are like 30,000 plus connections, they got it like instantaneously like it's yours. Um, and so I, I wanna say that like, it's, it's still kind of in deliberation, like we're trying to figure this out. And I mean, I know a lot of influencers that still don't have it and they're like, what's going on? So it's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's very it's very interesting the way LinkedIn likes to kind of roll out their features. Like I know you mentioned uh, earlier that you've got LinkedIn Live. And I know people are, are just, like so many people have been trying to figure out, how do I get approved for that? How do I get approved for that? Because it seems like it's this mythical thing that, you know, one out of a hundred people might be, you know, granted access to to the LinkedIn Lives.
0: It took me 18 months to get access to LinkedIn Live. Um, no, actually, I think it took me longer to be honest. Well, I, I found out about it last year around May and I was like, this is cool. So I started, you know, like any marketer Googling everything, like how do you get LinkedIn live? And then, you know, you're, you're looking at it and you're like, you have to apply for this. Like, this is stupid. I mean, like when Facebook live came out, I was like, it just showed up on your account. You're like, this is weird. And then you push it and you're like, I'm live. <laughs> and and then and the people like, are freaking out. Like, how are you live right now? I'm like, I don't know. I'm telling news stories. And so, it, so I expected that. And so I'm like, I have to apply for this. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to apply for it. So I applied for it. I'm like, I'll probably get approved for it. You know, thinking in my head, I'm like, I put out content and, you know, I'm part of the platform. I help nothing like ghosts. And then like two or three months later, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do it again. So I apply again, nothing ghosts. And I'm like, man, this is annoying. So I continued that process. And then I started doing some more research on finding people that got approved for it. So I watched the video and the guy's like, you just got to basically produce a lot of video content. and. And, and as you do that, you start building like, like, Hey, you're going to contribute on video as well too. And even though my video content didn't get the same amount of reach as my like images and text, I was like, all right, fine. I'll do it. So I started doing that for a good solid two or three, two or three weeks, I think. And before that I had applied for, it, and then I started putting a bunch of video content. And then all of a sudden I got an email, in my inbox, like you're approved for LinkedIn live. I'm like, you're kidding. And so it's a process <laughs> to get it all set up after that. So that's another story. I won't even go into that. But anyways, it's, I agree with you. What you're saying is that LinkedIn does, have, I would agree with what this one thing is that they do a good job limiting on how people get access to certain things because they don't want it to be destroying their platform. They want a professional image for their platform. And I respect that. I mean, I think that's an amazing thing because that's one of the reasons why I love LinkedIn in the way they're doing business
1: yeah it's uh it's it's definitely different from you know the experience is different from what you see on facebook or twitter or instagram it's just yeah. a totally different place like i don't feel bad spending time there whereas i think some of the other platforms get really toxic whereas linkedin does yep. a pretty good job it's not perfect but compared to everybody else they're 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 very far above everybody else in terms of what you see and how people engage professionally
0: yeah no I I totally agree with you there. I mean it's it's that's again the main reason why I love being on there's because I can have professional conversations. I don't want to talk about all the other nonsense and toxic kind of stuff like I want to get away from that and just provide value and and knowledge and and literally do this what we're doing talking shop. You know, and if it helps someone else how to figure something out, great. You know, you help contribute to their life and and that's amazing. You know, and 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 that's kind of how I see it when it comes to, to leveraging LinkedIn is, is that, you know, keep it professional, but there's one piece that I want people to also think about because some people almost get too professional, you know, like, you know, they're like, well, you have to have a suit and tie kind of thing. Here's the thing, like, I think we live in a world of transparency now. And it's really imperative. Like if you're not transparent about who you are, what you do, that sort of stuff, people will kind of get a little like gun shy with you. They're like, they don't want to get too close to you. And so I think it's important on LinkedIn, and this is where stories comes into play again, is to show a transparent side of who you are. Don't just show professional Javier and professional Gary, you know, like show a side of who you are, like, you know, like do a video with your kids and you're talking about marketing, you know, or something like that. And like, you know, or, or, but, but what you're doing again is that you're showing a side of like, Hey, you're human, you you know, like you're, you're, you're personal, or I'll do this occasionally. I'll have like, you know, today's workout today was this. And most of my content has nothing to do with workouts. But you know what? What I'm doing is I'm showing a transparent side of me. I'm like, hey, I take time to make my body better. This makes me perform better at work. This makes me think better for my clients. This makes me put out better marketing content. And I do this because of this. You know, so I kind of put a spin to it. And that way people see it. Another one was like I had a business trip and, you know, took pictures with my kids. That one got a ton of engagement. But the thing is, is that, you know, I was talking about my kids and how valuable it is to spend time with them, stuff like that, but how much I enjoy going out and helping businesses grow. Those are things that I think are important on LinkedIn that people kind of miss. And I think that we need to start thinking about creating a level of transparency, but still being professional in that same aspect.
1: No, I think you're, you're totally right. I think at the end of the day, people still buy from other people. Yep. It's not right. They don't, they don't buy from companies. They buy from a person at the company that talks yeah. to
0: them. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I mean, that's that why I... Go ahead. What were you just going to say?
1: No, I was just uh, saying that's just... I think it's just a really good takeaway there is that be, yeah. be a human. Be a human.
0: Exactly. I, I, re- I heard this podcast. I'd say it was almost two years ago. Are you familiar with Donald Miller? I'm not. All right. Donald Miller uh, he has his own company called Story Brand. He talks about creating stories and how to sell your business and stuff like that as far as creating stories. So he has a podcast called what's it called? StoryBrand Podcast, I think, I forget. Anyways, um, one of the podcasts, he interviewed somebody and they were talking about marketing stuff. And the person goes, you know, I don't believe in B2B and B2C, I believe in H2H. And I'm like, there you go. That, that's, that, that's what I've been thinking about in my head. I just couldn't put it into words. I'm like, that's exactly what it is. It's human <laughs> to human. And it's not B2B, it's not B2C. And, and people will still argue this to the, to the end of the earth. It's like, well, B2B is different. It is, but the thing is that you're still communicating with a human. I don't care if it's 10 humans that you have to pitch to and sell, they're still humans. You still have to get into an emotional level of them. You still have to get down to the pain point. You still have to actually get in there and and, and essentially relate with them because that's how humans are designed to, to engage and interact is in those aspects. And so I agree with you 100% on that is that it's a human type of elements that we're kind of sometimes missing because of the industry or niche that we're in.
1: Yeah, totally, totally agree. And that's it's those. I've actually read the book and I totally forgot his name. So yeah. <laughs> thank you for, for reminding me. Yeah, it's a good, good, good stuff. It is a good book. I really liked it. So
0: yeah, one of my favorites.
1: So is there, is there anything I should be asking you that you're thinking, boy, if Gary would just ask me this, I, I've got some great, great content to share. In this, <laughs> and this would really help people. Is there anything I uh, haven't asked yet?
0: Um, you know, I don't think so, but I, I mean, I'd, I'd be easy to share. This is, is that, um, you know, when using LinkedIn, as far as just posting on your newsfeed, and then if you have access to stories and using stories, think about just like what I kind of do for myself is think about the things that you really enjoy doing and what you really are good at doing. I read this book, um, called traffic secrets with, um, Russell Brunson, and he has this thing, this concept that he follows called JK5 that he learned from somebody else. Uh, I don't want the JK is the initials of the person that created it. So, anyways, I'm not gonna go into the details of it, but essentially what it is is that you you pick out five things that define who you are and what you do, kind of so that if people could see an image of those things, then they would know and be like, oh, Gary does this, he likes these five things. And so, like, for instance, for mine were marketing, uh, family, wellness um, business systems. And I want to say maybe sales. I think I forget. I have to look at my, my, my list. And so I, I find images that support that, you know, that piece. So if it's marketing, it's going to be images about marketing. And then if it's, you know, wellness it will be images about wellness. So I just like working out wellness can be like, you know, drinking water daily and why it does well for you, that, that kind of stuff. Like, And then you you tie it to what you focus on. So if you focus on like, you know, running a marketing agency or a fractional CMO, then you tie it to that. Anyways, what I do is I take the time to write content for each image, if you will, just a little bit of stuff. And so I'll do this like on a Saturday or Sunday and, I'll, and, and then I'll post these things. They're already pre-written, they're done. And I'll post these things um, just like Like Monday, this these three posts will be going out. Like you know, nine a.m., twelve p.m., three p.m. Like not literally at those times. I'm just using an example, and it will be you know one post will be about marketing, another post will be about business systems, another post will be about family, and then the next day I'll go into maybe wellness, and then sales, and then marketing, and then that way what it's doing it's hitting all these things so that Mm -hmm. if someone looked at my newsfeed, they're like, oh Javier talks a lot about these things. These are important to him. he's he's knowledgeable in this. And then you can use that same strategy to use it in your stories as well too. So like if you're doing those images, talk about an image or an event in your story for 60 seconds, find a way how to make it into a 60 second story. And that way you're, you're kind of touching everything. And so that's just one little piece of thing that I do for myself, for my business. And then what I do for clients and help them actually create this is doing that piece. Because People get overwhelmed and like, well, how do I post and what do I post? And like, just sit down, take the time, figure out these, you know, what you want to, you know, five things to represent, and then you just create your post based on like education or information or like something like that, and then have a call to action, something like you know, if you agree, like, you know, um, or if you know, if if you can relate, tell me your story, something like that. But don't pitch like let people get into your story so that they feel like they're a part of it. And I guess this really goes along with what we're talking about the entire time. Stories is so that people get inside of that person's story so they feel like they're a part of it as well too.
1: That is, I think that's a really neat kind of insight into the whole thing. And pro- probably kind of a good place to kind of let, let people just leave on that note rather than yeah. getting into the weeds of the technical stuff. I'm sure I could ask technical <laughs> questions all day. But um <laughs> So if somebody's you know interested in kind of learning more about what it is you do getting in getting into your story and your world uh, what's the best way for them to do that
0: so a couple of things you can email me um gmail.com. so that's my personal email address um, and basically it's just you know the way you see it on on here you'll you'll probably tag me whenever you post this as well too what i want to do is anyone that's interested i've got these these eight marketing secrets or marketing strategies that I've used for the past 17 years of marketing my own personal business, other, you know, businesses, and also helping, you know, organizations right now to grow their business. that has basically made me millions of dollars in marketing and love to give that out for free. Um, It's eight of them. And it's just essentially tells you like the things to look at, it's like a checklist, like you you need to be doing this. And this is how you do it. You need to be doing this. And this is how you do it. You need to be doing this. And this is how you do it. So it's just a checklist of things because Right now marketing is really just it's overwhelming and it's okay to be overwhelmed it's like there's so many you know channels to be in like how do you do this and how do you do that i'm like i don't know what to do and i figure like you know what if i give you a checklist then at least you have some sort of like control and slowly grow from there you know if you want to actually have an actual marketing conversation and you think that you need services or help then i'd love to help you you know let's sit down and see if this could be a great you know working relationship and, you know, what we'll do is just, you know, create a 30 to 45 minute kind of, you know, discovery call, if you will, to see, you know, where you're at and to see if it's a good fit for both of us and discover, see if we can put a strategy together that will help grow your business. But at the end of the day, what I want to do is I want to give that piece of value for anybody. So you can access that by sending me an email, or you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, again, it's just going to be my, my full name, Javier Lozano Jr. If you put in the, the slash and then put my full name you'll find me on there send me a dm or send me a connection i'm happy to send that to you as well too i'm still retweaking my website so that's why i'm not sending you guys to a website at
1: the moment. <laughs> well very cool we will definitely put your uh, profile link in the show notes so that if anybody is interested uh they can find you there as well
0: awesome appreciate the time here this was a lot of fun
1: yeah thanks so much for coming on really uh, appreciate you taking the time thank you all right take care Hey, it's Editor Gary. Just wanted to throw in one more quick little tidbit, because I think it could be really helpful for anybody doing any type of prospecting or follow up on LinkedIn. And that is that you can see by name who is viewing your stories. So if you've got a prospect that maybe they've kind of fallen out of touch or you're not sure if they're hot or cold or they haven't really been responsive, so you've kind of given up on them and you see that they're engaging with your stories again. Uh, Again, like I said, you can see them by name might be worth following up with them. I just had somebody reach out to me today because I viewed their story and boom, they followed up with me to see what was going on. So I just wanted to throw that out there that that is one of the really powerful features of LinkedIn Stories. All right, that really is the end of today's episode. Take care. We'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Pipelineology Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to seeing you on the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.